right, good evening, and welcome back to another special episode of the Sunday Porch Podcast, guest episode number three. Today we're joined by Claude Balls. What's up, guys? Claude the God Balls. <laughs> Amateur poker player. <laughs> Professional criminal. <laughs> What's up? Say hey, Claude. What's up, guys? How's everyone doing today? Um... <laughs> So yeah, I'm just a uh, college student based out of Western New York, and I'm gonna hop on here, tell a little story about uh, my past weekend. Sweet, can't wait to hear it, Claude. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> been getting into poker a little bit more recently. I don't have a lot of money or anything. I just play every like about once every other week at uh, Del Lago Casino. And well, before before we go into the story, actually, Claude, it would be interesting. Can, can you? Take us back, because I know you're a very uh, degenerate gambler, like back to the beginning of the gambling story. And you can kind of um, speed through it if you want, but I'd be interested, like, how everything led up to this moment, just to preface the story. Sure. So you're talking about this specific run, like, last like week or so? Or, yeah. Or just the, gambling towards yourself. Or in general, yeah. <laughs> your, your career. What was the first bet you've ever placed? Yeah, that's what I was curious. Sure, sure. So that was probably um, hit the roulette wheel a couple of times when we were 18 years old, Yellow Brick Road. You know, just mm-hmm. uh, five, ten bucks. And, of course, you always win your first time. And then it's pretty much downhill from there. But um, <laughs> myself, myself, it hasn't really been that way. So, like, for example, I bet a lot of golf, uh, PGA Tour specifically, a lot of winners and match bets, stuff like that. And so uh, last summer I won about $8,000 betting on the PGA Tour, picking about three to four guys per week to win. And I hit about seven in a row betting an increasing amount uh, each week because I was winning, and I won about $8,000. So... Uh, here we are. I just started playing poker maybe in the last year, started taking it seriously, maybe about three months ago. <clears throat> and Sweet. over the last, yeah, so now we'll get in, we'll get into this story. So about a week and a half ago, <laughs> I was at my friend's house. He plays junior hockey and he was home. Uh, for, so he's been gone for like eight months. We went over there and was like, yeah, we'll bet on some baseball. And I don't have a lot of money right now. So we both deposited about like 10 bucks, whatever. And we were betting individual at-bats uh, for the Padres-Braves game. And we hit two of those in a row. So it was uh, Jake Cronenworth to hit an extra base hit and that at-bat. And we won 70 bucks. And then I rode that all on Mookie Betts to walk. Excuse me, excuse me, Xander Bogarts to walk in his next at-bat. And that paid out about 700-something dollars. So then... Sick. Fast forward a couple of days, I didn't have much going on, and I was like, all right, I'm going to go play some poker. I got a little bit of a uh, disposable income. And usually if I play there, whatever, 100 200 bucks, just kind of feel it out. Uh, don't ever do anything crazy. It's like, you know, I can usually double up, triple up. Like, you, you, you feel out the table, and there's a lot of dumb people. Well, let's kind of give away their money. And so I brought, I brought 300 because I was like, all right, it's about half of what I want. See what I can do. And I sit down about 8 o'clock on Friday night. Same thing. I mean, I felt out. So rule number one of poker, you know, rounders, if you can't spot the sucker at the first 30 minutes of the table, you are the sucker. So that's usually what I try and do. 
One guy said, it's can, a good you, rule for life can you go in into that too. a little bit more? Because I don't know anything about poker. Of course. So what does that look like? And so I'll try, <clears throat> I'll try and tell the story with minimal lingo because obviously our listeners are from all different backgrounds, but mm-hmm. um, you can only do so much. So especially in a situation like that, nine people to a table and at the casinos that I play at, usually four of them will be regulars. And you can tell right away, you can tell how they play, what they look like. And I, I literally know them from playing there a couple of times. So uh, that's easy. So that rules out half of them. And then you look at the other three, four guys and how much money they have, what their bets look like, if they're doing insane stuff, like uh, if they're talking to you, what they're trying to say, if they're friendly, if they're kind of got a hoodie. like, And that's a real thing. It's a stereotype of dudes showing up with like hoodies and sunglasses on and just being assholes. And so, you know, if you get someone like that, they're usually just not a good person and not even necessarily good at poker, just, just not a good person. So just a, bad guys are everywhere. Sure, exactly. Even in casinos. How much like at, at lower level poker, does that even matter? Like does wearing sunglasses matter at that level? It doesn't matter at any level. That's, that's what I'm saying. It's a, <laughs> that's an asshole thing to do. Like that's <laughs> so like, if I, so like the, the pro guys wear sunglasses. Some of them, like not, would... not the good ones. Oh really? Yeah. Okay. Like if you're watch if you watch like final table world series of poker, like there's, there's not much of that going on. Right. <laughs> and, uh, so anyway, I, one, one guy sits down and he buys in for about – so they have a match the stack rule at Del Lago, which means you can buy in for the highest amount of chips that someone has at the table, which is why there's a lot of action there because a lot of other places will cap it. It will be like $200 max buy-in. Del Lago is not like that. So the game gets exponentially bigger. And so this guy comes over pretty visibly drunk, buys in for $2,000. And it's immediately – he's in every hand. He's not folding anything. So, so what's what would be the maximum buy-in if that rule wasn't there? Like at the, like the, the game had to start with a max at some point, right? Correct. What was that? Just for like a um, – So I'm not even sure help. there because I always go late because people, right, people yeah. get loose late. And uh, uh, Turning Stone, the 1-3 blind games is a $200 max buy-in to start usually. So a $2,000 buy-in is like legit. Like, yeah, that's a lot. Yeah. And so – but there's already money in the game because it's match the stacks. So, like there's there's ten thousand dollars at these tables. So you couldn't really get away with going in with two hundred when everybody else is just going to bully you. Yeah, I had about when he sat down, I had about seven hundred in my stack. Okay. And so immediately he's he's playing every hand. He's not folding anything. He's he's talking. You can tell he's got money. Just trying to have fun, you know. And so even though he knew what he was doing, you could tell he was a regular, you could tell he was very good at poker, that's the guy I would consider to be the sucker at the table because he likes to gamble, he wants to give his his money away. And so I get in a couple hands with him, playing pretty tight all night, and then I ended up winning about three, $400. And so I'm up by this point about 1000 bucks in about two hours of playing, which I've I've done before. That's kind of almost, I don't want to say standard because then I'm going to go get smoked, but I've done that. <laughs> I've done that. And so first specific hand I want to get into is a guy sitting next to me. He doesn't speak English and he's got a hoodie on and he has a lot of money playing pretty tight. You can tell he knows what's going on. He didn't get in a lot of hands with me. And so I have ace four of diamonds and I bet into him for like $30 he calls, everyone else folds, so it's just me and him. And then the flop has two diamonds on it. <clears throat> um, he bets 100 into me. 
and I call with my diamonds. Next card is another diamond. He bets 200 into me. And so I'm thinking about it for like a while, even though I have what's called the nuts, the best possible hand you can have. And so I'm thinking. You have flush, flush ace high. Ace high, correct, point. yeah. And so I'm thinking about it for kind of an extended period of time. like, And then eventually I call his 200. Next card's whatever, it's irrelevant. And so the action's on me. And I bet out $100 pretty quick. And he immediately raises me to 300. So now I'm like, all right, I'm going to I'm going to take this guy for another 1000 bucks. Mm-hmm. And I totally I sold it like I was in a movie. It was actually really disrespectful. Like I'm sitting there, I'm like talking to myself, having like a meltdown. I'm going over out loud, dude. I'm going over out loud like all the possible hands he can have and I was like I told him whatever I had. I was like, I was like, my my pair of jacks is so good here. Like I'm f- freaking out because it's a lot of money. I, I do it for like four minutes, <laughs> and then eventually I was like, all right, man, I don't believe you. I'm all in. And he calls, and it was another like I was up a lot, so it was another like six hundred dollars. And he calls, and I showed him, I showed him my oh. hand was good, and he had a freak out left, and I, so now I'm up. How did he freak out? Did he say anything? He was speaking to you? in a different language. Oh okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> To himself. What language? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> it was something I had I wasn't familiar with. Like some. Should you describe him and we get, we guess his ethnicity? It, uh, if I had to, no, no. <laughs> that, that's a fun year. <laughs> what, what was he wearing? These are no a maroon hoodie and sweatpants. Um, if I had to guess, hmm. it was some type of like Portuguese. I don't know. Uh, is that oh. even a language? No, Portuguese is a language. It's I think so. Yeah. I don't know if they speak right. Spanish. Portugal, Portugal, Portugal. People from Portugal. Right, I don't know if they Portuguese. speak Spanish though. If it's like they speak Portuguese in Brazil sure. and Portugal. Okay, well, something along those lines. And <clears throat> so I'm up about. I don't know. I'm spitting out a lot of numbers. My math's probably not quite adding up. It's kind of irrelevant at this point. But we'll say we'll say I'm up fifteen hundred dollars. I was there for about three hours. I'm getting ready to leave. Kind of racking up. And I stand up and I see over at this other table, it's full of guys. And one guy is, has his phone set up on a tripod, like he's uh, filming for YouTube or something. And there's a ton of money in the table. Like I look around, each guy has over $1,000, significantly over $1,000. Like I would say wow. each guy has over $3,000. So it's just massive action. Is he just like filming himself, or yeah. does is the camera on the whole the, table? The camera's on where his cards would be, so it's like in front of him, okay. p- facing down. So like you show your cards right. and then, um, whatever. And so I was like, you know what? There's an open seat over there. I'm up a ton of money. I might as well go see what happens, right? Yeah, fuck it. And so I go and sit down next to the guy filming. Just introduce myself. It's late at this point. It's like it's probably one thirty in the morning on Saturday. So this is pretty much the only table left, and everyone's. Everyone's way older than me. Everyone has way more money than me and kind of making fun of me right away. And uh, whatever, I gave him the classic, oh, I don't really know how to play. I'm kind of new to this. Uh, I'm just a college student. I was up pretty big over there. Just want to sit down for a little bit. And the guy's like, all right, you like to gamble though, right? I was like, I love to gamble. He's like, all right, me too. He's like, I'll, pl- I'll play into you with anything. Uh, first hand, I'm sitting down. <laughs> I get dealt uh, pocket queens, which is the third best starting hand in poker behind kings and aces. And um, I'm first to act, so I bet whatever the blind was, $3. And by mm-hmm. the time it gets back to me, it's up to like 60 So instead of calling the 60 I make it 200 And then the YouTuber immediately raises me to 400 
So the whole table folds around back to me. What is what is the risk um, analysis that you're doing as far as how much you're going to raise sure. so, to not make people pull out? You know what I mean? So I don't necessarily want him to to uh, call me when I have queens. And so by the time it got back to me, someone raised it to 60, and there was about four callers. So there's already like $300 in the pot, and okay. I wouldn't have minded if, if he folded because $300 to me, cool. Right. And so he immediately raises me to 400 which is scary at this point because it's like – He's, he's telling me he either has aces or kings or he just wants me to fold. And he had a lot more money than me, so it's kind of like it's whatever for him, but that was a big deal for me. So mm-hmm. I said, you know, I'm talking to him. I'm like, all right, aces or kings? He's like, you got to see, man. I was like, I have queens. Are they any good? Like I told him that. And he's like, queens are no good. I was like, all right, I don't believe you. I raised it to 800 and then he immediately goes all in. And I'm already in for mm-hmm. half of my chips right when I sat down. And I was very upset. <laughs> and I was like, well, I'm not going to fold. What did you have again? A ton. Like 1,800. No, what was your hand? Oh, I had queens. Nice. And so <clears throat> I'm very upset about it. And I'm like, whatever, man. Uh, I, I, hope you have, I hope you have ace-king, which is the only other possible hand he could be doing that with that I would be ahead of. And I said, mm-hmm. I, I call, whatever. Immediately shows me uh, kings, so I'm very upset, cause, mm-hmm. which means the only thing that can help me is if a queen comes out. Right. So the pot is, whatever, my math adds up, like 3000 3, something dollars, just me and him. And Ooh. the pot, the flop is queen 2-2, two, two. I have a full house, now oh. the only card that can help him is a king. God damn. Yeah. So... Um, <laughs> He doesn't, he doesn't hit his king, and first hand I double up, and I have a, a ridiculous amount of money in front of me. That's insane. Yeah. And <laughs> I, don't, I don't have a lot of money. I'm a college student. I work part-time. Like, that was – that's a ton of money for me. And well, What was the energy at the table like when you hit? Like, was he pissed? Dude, he shook my hand. He's like, nice hand, man. Like, oh, okay. Yeah. And everyone else is like, holy shit. <laughs> but, um, yeah, that's crazy. So – I'm I'm Jeez, sitting there like you know like shaking. I don't really know. I, I'm I'm thinking about getting up, but then I was like, I can't get up if this is what we're doing here. So then he says to me, he says to me, he was like, Hey man, it's one thing if you win when you have it, but if you beat me when you're bluffing, like like then I'll, I'll say you're a good player. He's like he's like I'll bluff into you with something crazy and I'll get you to leave this challenge. Team. He did, and challenge, it was like very very friendly. Like you can tell this guy's like some type of internet millionaire type of thing. Like he didn't give a fuck that he just lost sixteen hundred dollars. He was. Yeah. Very stressful. And all right, man. So I'm I'm kind of folding around, playing pretty tight, just watching, watching everyone go at it. <clears throat> Couple hands later, maybe 25 minutes later, I get um, pocket aces, which is the best handed poke. And so when it gets to me, I raised it pretty high because everyone was calling everything at this table, so it's kind of irrelevant what I raised it to. Someone was going to give me action, and mm-hmm. so I made it two hundred dollars, and. He immediately makes it $400. Again, <laughs> he raises me. And then he says to me, he was like, I have 8-3 this time. He's like, I'm just going to beat you. Okay? Hmm. And I was like, I say, I have aces. And then I, ra- I mid-raise it again <laughs> to, uh, to $800. And then he just calls, which is very strange because if you had kings, queens, aces, you're never just calling that. You would try and get all the money in when you think you're ahead. Like that's a very, right. very strange thing to do for that much money. So I'm upset about it because <laughs> I'm like, what do you, what do you have, man? Like, why did you do that? 
He's like, I have 8-3. I don't know, man. So then the flop has a king and a queen on it. Mm. And I'm very upset because I figured he had kings or queens. And now he has three of a kind and I'm fucked. He's going to go all in for, you know, $3,000. And I'm not going to, you know, I'm going to be very upset about it. Right. Check, check. Another card was whatever. Check, check. Another brick. Check, check. He shows me a two. And he's like, I don't have anything. Your aces are good. I show him my aces, and I, I got another pot for about two thousand dollars. And dude, I uh, I said I was. He only showed me one card, so I was like, Did you actually have eight two there? Like, what did you have? He's like, I had. He's like, I had a pair of twos, and I'm like, I, I don't, I don't know what he could have possibly had. I guess maybe ace two. Maybe he really did have eight two, and he was just trying to screw me and didn't care. But he just donated me. Um, three thousand dollars in about an hour on top of what I was already out, <laughs> and uh, I shook his hand after that. I got up and left, and and it was a great night. Awesome. Yeah. I can hear you. Yeah, you're good. Yeah. So I was a little bit worried about that because that's also the biggest win that I've ever had. And, you know, I go up to the window. This is actually another funny story. It's like this. What did that look like in chips? Did you just have a shit ton of hundreds or were there thousand dollar chips in there? Dude, I had five dollar chips. Oh, we lost Will. He'll pop back in. It happens sometimes. Okay. You can just keep just going. Just keep going. So <laughs> I had five dollar chips. <laughs> and then about five $100 chips and then a couple of greens. So I had, you know, I don't know. You've, I'm sure you've seen it in a movie or whatever. Like you get the racks. So I had about five of those yeah. racks on top of each other. Probably weighed 20 pounds I was walking around with. That's sick. And so I go to I go to cash it out and it's like this 18-year-old dude. Probably, it's, it's probably a minimum wage to work there, age to work there, but I don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's young. It's It's – four in the morning at this point and i'm the only person at the window i don't know what minimum wage is. <laughs> <laughs> Minim, minimum age is what i meant to say oh <laughs> but, um, he's counting them and i'm i'm sleeping he's sleeping he's counting them and he's like all right man 1700 and i looked at him i was like that is not correct no. and he's like he's like uh no, you're right. It's way more than that. And I was like, yeah, bro. And he recounts him again. It's like 3.9 thousand. I'm like, dude. You, like, you're you did, and the second time he's counting, I'm like, watch, right. watch him. Yeah, yeah like, like imagine if you had been like, okay, exactly, and just walk out. Like the casino would have shorted you out of like two grand. It, That's it crazy. It was ridiculous. But no, it took him about – it took that fiasco about 10 minutes because they were mostly $5 chips. And like – Anyone who plays poker can, like, count out chips really quick like that. But he was doing whatever the casino makes him do. You know, they got all these specific rules on counting money and counting chips. And that took forever. And then I, I double-checked him a couple times, too, because I was nervous about it. And You should have kept him there all night. Uh, count it again. No, no tax form, no nothing. And I was on my way with a rubber band of 40 $100 bills. <laughs> that's awesome and i came i came there with three of them 
So they should make five hundred dollar bills for guys like you. Right. Did you um? <laughs> so did you bring it? Do you? I don't even know if it's a good question to ask. You don't have to answer this, but did you deposit it at the bank yet? I, I deposited five hundred. Okay. I'm not. I will not. That, I will not be must going be cr- to the bank with four thousand dollars. Because they'll probably be like, "Damn!" Like, <laughs> yeah. I think the I think like the IRS limit is just under ten. So I, I heard I heard ten thousand to get a call from the IRS. But again, <clears throat> if you're someone like me who's pretty low income, and then you go in and do that, like they might freeze the account and just look into it a little bit. But it's not like I did anything illegal, so it doesn't really matter. It would just be a pain in the ass. Yeah, that's. Oh, I think you froze up there a little bit. Sorry, that's crazy though. So, are you going back to the casino with that money? What do you think? No, I'll probably wait. You know, a month or so, I'll go back with just same thing. Same. I've been on this for a while. I win. I've won every time a significant amount of money, and then it's just nice because I don't really have to work much. Like I'm in right. I'm in school right now and I don't have a lot of expenses so I'll go I do yeah. that and then it pays I get to eat out every day and whatever and then yeah. I go and do it again and that's kind Dude, of that amount of money in college is like one point yeah. two mil yeah. like <laughs> it really is yeah so I guess Man. I'm just chilling out right now uh, pretty low stress and yeah I'll be I'll be back you know but not you know I'm not gonna do anything crazy with it I'll go back and. You know, two, three hundred bucks, do it again. Sweet. Claude the God. <laughs> that's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's tight. I got to go play any casino. I've still never done that. I'm a big roulette guy. I like the the, the ball that decides whether my money doubles or, or disappears. <laughs> yeah, I don't I like know anything about gambling. <laughs> <laughs> still do it sometimes. <laughs> yeah. I gambled on the Pirates today. They won. Good to hear it. Pittsburgh Pirates. Yeah, uh, great city, Pittsburgh. My, my oh, one friend. Cool. Wow. <laughs> my, my, my one friend lives there, and he, he has a lot of fun. So. <laughs> <laughs> Got to be careful there. One time I fell asleep on the floor in a uh, an American flag cowboy hat. It was not good. Yeah, somebody put a traffic cone on him. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> What went down this morning, Will? I heard there was a police incident. Um, Well, so I have two funny-ass stories to get into um, that I'm very excited about. The first one, um, I'll start off with, like, the least crazy one. So um, I usually only golf one time a year, as you guys know. Um, But I I woke up just in the mood to play golf on Saturday. Um, And also, I'm very afraid I'm going to have to for work soon. So I'm really going to try and, like... get some reps in this week i'm in the same boat as you because i'm so bad i mean you guys know that it it would be funny for like two holes maybe (laughs) until it becomes like a serious impediment on the game to the point where like (laughs) other people aren't having fun (laughs) (laughs) so it's real man we get so i'm there with um uh, Corey, and then our one friend uh, who's been redacted uh, due to some <laughs> issues with the SEC, um, who has never golfed before in his life. Uh, so he is 
very high, has no idea how to play. I'm extremely bad. And Corey has like serious anger issues on the course usually. <laughs> so already it's a, it's a bad lineup. Um, so we get to the first hole and we're about to tee off. Um, and there's just like one guy with AirPods in like playing behind us. So Corey's like, you can just go, man, like uh, whatever. So he's like, okay, thanks. Gets up to um, – tee up and i'm thinking i'm like i'm just gonna say something to try and like be friends with this guy because we're gonna be close to him on the course like everything will be all good so he what looks like to me hits a stellar drive like just cranks one so i'm like hey nice man and then he turns to me and is just like like gives me a look like what the fuck is wrong with you and then he starts golfing and Corey's like why did you say that and i'm like wait why is he teeing up again he's like he just shanked that into the driving range. Like, and you said, nice, man. You're like, it's the first thing you've, you've said to him all morning. <laughs> <laughs> so after, I, after that happens, I felt like so bad. And we, we miss a hole accidentally. And he's like way ahead of us. So we catch up to him. <laughs> Like, but but not <laughs> like we didn't. And he's teeing off Just again. Skipped a hole to be on yeah. his ass. And 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 Corey's like, oh, looks like we caught up to you. <laughs> and the dude takes his headphone out and turns around. And he's like, there's no fucking way. <laughs> and I was, and he was like, you guys skipped a fucking hole. <laughs> like, there's a bar three right there. And then we're like, oh, sorry. So that was just like super awkward. Yeah, you just being mean on the golf course. Yeah, but so for my, this is one of the craziest things that ever happened to me. It happened this morning. So um, I get up. I'm like on my David Goggin shit. So I'm running down a street near my house, and it's like 4:45 in the morning, like pitch black, nobody out. So I'm on my phone, like going through my playlist or whatever, not really like looking up. And then I look up, and in front of me. I like didn't even really see I was approaching is like this shadowy large figure like marching down the middle of the road and I don't really have like I can't really see and I'm like am I imagining that like what the fuck and I see them pass under a street light in front of me and I see the side profile of this guy is wearing like a full if you know what like a mop suit is like a chemical bio like protection suit like the guys in the military like, wear uh, monsters inc <laughs> yeah like a yeah. like a bio suit and a gas mask like we and got like, a 4319 right, yeah. and like tie up like tactical boots like and gloves and he's like walking with like a flashlight and i'm like oh fuck like hell nah like i just got the feeling <laughs> that like I just, I just saw something that like i was not supposed to see Mm-hmm. So at first I'm like, I'm like, why does this have, have to happen to me? Like no one is going to believe <laughs> coming for me that this actually happened. And I thought I was having a hallucination. So I was like, I got to follow him for a little bit. Cause like, if this is actually not real, like I got to talk to someone like today. <laughs> so I start like, like creeping up on the sidewalk and I'm like hiding behind a tree. And then I'll like run up a little more and catch up with them and hide behind another tree sure as day this guy is like wearing this shit at four in the morning walking down the street so i'm hiding i'm about to take a video of this guy right so i can prove what i'm doing so i lean out from mm-hmm. behind the tree i'm about 25 yards away 
and hit the Snapchat video thing, and my fucking Flash turns on and flashes this guy out of a bush. (laughs) So he's like, he's marching and stops 25 yards away from me and turns around, like stopped in the middle of the road, and he's just like, (sighs) with a gas mask on looking at me, turns his flashlight on. And I'm hiding behind a tree, like pissing my pants. And he's like shining it through yards and like like behind trees, like looking for me. What the fuck? So I'm like, I'm just like waiting, waiting. And then it like goes past me and I just like run the fastest fucking 800 of my life, like down another road and just book it like through a yard and then onto another street. So I'm like far enough away. So I'm like running for like five more minutes. I'm like, should I call the police? <laughs> like, I don't know. It's like, I was like, prop, prop, like just not 911, but like to report it. Cause right. like, there's no way, like if I was, is weird. The, if I was the only cop out at four in the morning, I would want at least a heads up that there is a man wearing that, <laughs> like walking around. Right. <clears throat> Cause it's like, it's like, should I call the police? That's silly until, until you get home and it's biological warfare in western new york it's like everyone's dying so i so i just call like the main number and i'm like hey this is probably no big deal um but it's very early in the morning and there's a man in military gear walking down the middle of the road with a flashlight (laughs) and the lady on the line is like she's like don't worry. She's like, we've actually gotten a few reports of this already. Like, just get, make sure you're in like a safe area and like, well, I, I was, I was like, oh, oh shit. That's actually so, crazy. I'm running for like 20 more minutes, and like, once I get up to the the, um, I circle back to the road closest to my house. An ambulance and four cruisers go fucking bombing down <laughs> Main Street <laughs> towards where this guy is, like lights on, like flying. And I was just like, "Oh my god!" Like, so I, I've been checking the news. I didn't see anything. So I, I wonder like what that was. Yeah, like, that's... I'm thinking most likely it's probably just a mentally ill person, like who is like afraid of viruses or whatever and only goes out maybe when there's not people around. I mean, that's what I was thinking. Could be. Or maybe like a meth lab or like maybe a dude that just chopped a bunch of people up. I don't, I don't know. Like alien just trying to blend in. Yeah. (laughs) But for real, man, why? Like, God, that, that is crazy. It was a hell nah (laughs) moment. (laughs) That is just nuts. (laughs) I don't know. Nothing really interesting happened to me this week. Oh, I got a, I got, a, I got a story from yesterday. Not funny, not interesting. Made me sad, made me frown. So, I'm working out on a couple different river sites in uh, in Rochester on Monday. So, just you know, just just around like a pretty well known river in the area. So it's a pretty big one. But <clears throat> good beer. <laughs> At one point during the day, there's a, uh, like a couple different of the long boats going down the road that people do for like crew teams. I don't know if there's a special name for them, but like, uh, they must've been college students. They, they were probably from either like RIT or U of R or whatever, but they were like practicing going down the road. And then there were a couple people that were doing like solo rowing exercises continuing on. And just, I just happened to be like wrong place, wrong time, 
but I was I was up on the banks of the river, and one of the last boats came through with what must have what I only can assume is like two of their coaches, like taking up the rear and like a like a little dinghy with a trolling motor. Like they're not rowing, they're just they're just keeping an eye on everybody. And there's one poor dude that's just falling behind to the pack. Like he's like way behind everyone else. He's obviously <laughs> sucking wind. Like he's having a, the worst day of his life. And I, the two coaches like pulled up behind him, and I heard him like talking to him softly. And I couldn't like make out the words, but from what I did make up, like it was just like they were basically fairly aggressively. Like, I, I guess not really aggressive, but just condescending, like, basically just, like, you're not good enough, like, <laughs> just just give up, man. And then just <clears throat> went on past him, and the kid just drifting in his boat, just had his head in his hands, just, like, just done, like, just dejected. And then I'm just sitting there, like, I kind of had to wait. Me and my coworker kind of had to wait for him to, like, clear our path to continue work. So it just happened to be, like, the worst timing in the world. But he finally did stick his head up, and he sees us on the banks, like, clearly waiting for him to leave. He was just, like, just so embarrassed and shook that he just took up the paddles and just tried to keep going. He was just exhausted, and it was just a really just sad thing to witness. Did you have the urge to like cover yourself in like mud and like river debris and like you could have like jumped up on the coach the coach's boat and been like <laughs> I'm the river monster <laughs> <laughs> and like have him be like I know who you are. I could have done that, but what I really should have done is just told the kid to not give up, you know, and to keep his head up and and it'll be it'll get better. But did I do that? Nah, I just I just let him go to like sink in depression. You I don't know if like, he's... what are you good at getting good at right now? Yeah, <laughs> rowboating. Is this what you want to do? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe go go hit the gym, lift some heavy weights. It'll feel better. You should get him in the poker room, Claude. <laughs> well, sometimes these kids need need some failure in order to. To pick up a little bit of failure and a little bit of bullying gets them in the gym and it's all uphill from there. Yeah. That does happen. It happened to me. Now I'm the worst. <laughs> bench press I'm pretty good at the bench press. I'm good at the bench press. <laughs> if I you're good know. at the I'm... bench press, <laughs> what else do you need? <laughs> <laughs> Your kid's like, Dad, slow the car down. <laughs> Listen. That's an interesting argument. Unfortunately, I bench press more than you. <laughs> right. Dude, I saw a clip from some Arnold movie that I'd never seen before. I gotta get the name of it, but it was like he was like, You you can't even bench one plate. Look at you scrawny. He's like he's like, and you would go 40 percent body fat. It's like he's talking to two of his bosses and they're just like, Go hit the gym, John. <laughs> I feel like I'll be directly relating to that clip in a very short period of time. I get really stressed out when there's people who don't lift more than me that try and tell me what to do, it doesn't really matter the circumstances. It definitely, mm -hmm. that definitely is something that I'm going to need to work on in the future. 
I had a I had a stapler freak out. I heard in my office. <laughs> Tell us more about that. Yeah, I was going to. Uh, <laughs> just the word. I just like you know. You ever have those moments where it's just like there's a situation that shouldn't make you angry. It doesn't really matter at all, and you just like black out for a second anyway. Well, <laughs> I was uh, printing out a bunch of different sets of documents that I needed to take with me. And uh, I each set needed to staple around like six, 16 pages together. And then I had like, I don't know, like seven or whatever sets of that. So it was like going smoothly, right? I'm like about to finish my work for the day, or at least I'm about to finish that task for the day. It's still pretty early. And then uh, I had to move on to a couple sets where it was like, you know, like 25 pages together or whatever. And I've just been doing this monotonous work for like too long already. <laughs> and uh, I try to go to the bigger set, pissed off about it. And it just do- it doesn't go through. <laughs> it do- and it doesn't, doesn't go through the papers, right? It doesn't go through the papers. <laughs> so I'm going and I move the papers and I clear out all the broken staples from the stapler. And I go to like put it through again. And it, like, just barely goes through. And then I'm like, oh, okay, I just need to hit it harder. So I hit it, and it doesn't even eject a stapler at all. And then the next time it does. And then so I just, like, was just so frustrated with the stapler that I just went, like, like. (laughs) (laughs) Like, just smashed the top of it. Like, like a bunch of times at my desk. And then, um. obviously nothing went through i had to go and get like the the staple clip things instead and then uh i ended up having to dispose of this this mangled stapler dude one crazy like uh mental breakdown thing that has been happening to me is so like when i pull out of my uh my like mma gym every day i have to do a u-turn um at this like the same Panera bread every time to like get back (laughs) going the way to my house. So like I I was doing that for like a few weeks and they just put up signs that say like, no U-turn like in the part where I pull in, which is like clearly about me. And I was just like, I was thinking the other day, like I was, and then I just start, I'm starting to do it because I'm in this like mental war with this um, Panera or it's not a Panera bread. It's a, uh, what's the chain Italian restaurant? With the big Carabas. No. Olive Garden. Olive Garden. It's an Olive Garden. So I'm in this war with this Olive Garden. And I'm like turning around the other day and I'm like, man, I would love for somebody to come out and say something about me doing a U-turn in this Olive Garden. I was like, I'm really going to fucking let it rip. And then I was like, what am I thinking right now like you ever have yeah. that, like a thought and i was oh, like what yeah. i was like I, i'm not i was like what is gonna happen i'm gonna get out of my car and scream at someone because <laughs> i'm the one doing a u-turn in the <laughs> I mean, like right. no one is gonna be on my side in that like at all <laughs> but it's like for those four seconds you're just like right. i was so like right. that like y'all like this is what i need to do right now <laughs> crazy <clears throat> i was like getting a coffee later in the day and a coworker was just like making a joke, and he's like, "So, uh, what? That stapler do something to you?" <laughs> and I was like, "Man, like people noticed." <laughs> Thought I could get away with that one. I left my car the other day for like 
probably like, I don't know, maybe like six or seven hours in a gas station parking lot. And the gas station workers left a, like a nice <laughs> handwritten note on the like the driver's side of my door, and it said, "If you need to leave your car, if you need to leave your car here, please tell the convenience store workers. Otherwise, we will have it towed with like a heart on it. Like it was like the nicest written note that was just kind of mean. Dude, imagine the like the CCTV footage of you like." It shows you walking up to your car in the parking lot, like picking that up and reading it, putting it back into the windshield, walking into the gas station and like buying a pack of cigs and then sitting in your car smoking cigarettes for like 30 minutes, time lapse, and then just driving the car into the glass. Into the glass. The note leaving is, is, is awesome to me, like... There was one time during, uh, remember when we all got quarantined at school for COVID? Kinda. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So there was at one point where I had been quarantined with two of our buddies and our behavior was certainly subpar. And the place that we were were quarantined in were these townhouses where the one next to us was a professor and she like noise complained at us three times and the fourth time they said that if we got another one we were gonna like be evicted and since we were quarantined we didn't have anywhere to go so we were just like all right well we'll just apologize to her and it was like it was like midnight or like 1 a.m and we had been just heavily drinking and in our heads, like, we're like, this is what we need to do. Like, this is such a smart right. idea. We'll just write a note. So I wrote this full page, loosely, of apologizing for how loud we've been because because one of us has sleep apnea and needs to be <laughs> plugged into the machine. And, 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 they, and they, we can, like, can't Ma'am, sleep. Our friend <laughs> is plugged into the machine. <laughs> Without the loud noises, it was just like, but in incoherent, like poor grammar. That must look so scary. It was, it was all. I wrote in all capital letters, <laughs> and I took a picture of it. I took a picture of it and like saved it to my Snapchat, and then I taped it to her door, and we all went to bed. And then the next day, I woke up, and I woke up at like early, like seven a.m. And I, like, read it on my phone, and I'm like, oh, my God. Like, yeah. I put, dude, I put all three of our first and last names and phone numbers, and and we signed it with our <laughs> signatures. Because we were like, this is, we'll be respectful. Like, she'll have our contact information. We won't get, we won't get noise complaining again. And I wake up, and I read this on my phone, and I was just like, oh, this needs to, I need to burn this. So I, like snuck around to her front door in the morning to, uh, to like, because it was, like, one of those doors with the windows. And I was like, thank God, it's still fucking there. But I heard her moving around inside. So I was like, she's about to leave. She's about to open this door, and I just need to make my move. So I, I like, sneak around. I'm, like, right under this door where the window panes are, and I, I can hear. So, like, 
I'm here like this to the left side of the, like the siding of her house. The door is here. So my head's to the siding and I can hear her right on the other side. She's right on the other side of the door. So I loop and I just reach my hand around the side and just grab it and rip, rip it off the door. And I heard like a quick, like inside, like she like, (laughs) just like she jumped or got startled or something. And then I just took off to the, like to the other loop back and retrieved the letter before she saw all of our full government names and contact information. What if she opened the door up, like, right as you were about to take it, and you're just like, oh, man. <laughs> just, just bringing over some freshly baked bread. She's like, this is half a loaf of Walmart white bread. <laughs> Dude, that was... Give probably, me the note. <laughs> it's probably seconds from that happening, honestly. That would have been... That, uh, I have a funny uh, note note writing story that I took place awesome. in. So, uh, bomb threat, <laughs> <laughs> ransom note. <laughs> All right. Uh, uh, on uh, Valentine's Day, so I have a buddy who's. Uh, if you guys know anyone from from Brooklyn. Uh, you know, he's he's kind of like everyone else from Brooklyn. He's very very loud and opinionated. Hey, I'm from yeah, Brooklyn. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Guys. I'm walking here. Yeah. One of those guys. <laughs> and so <clears throat> I wrote a couple. Uh, I made my way over to Wegmans. I was pretty bored myself on Valentine's Day. And I bought some roses. And I made a couple different notes. And <laughs> I taped a rose to each one of them. And I put it outside of guys, like male students' doors with uh, – this character's phone number on it, and I did it. I did it to a couple <laughs> different people, but I guess he was the one that stood out. That's actually hella funny. And uh, total, I did it to total strangers. So I don't really have any uh, background on how that ever turned out, but I'd imagine, I'd up. imagine they called the number and he said hello in his, <laughs> his deep, <laughs> deep Italian. Hey, quick, quick, calling me. <laughs> <laughs> and I just just the thought of it was pretty funny, even though I never followed up and if anything happened. That is pretty some sometimes those are the best jokes, yeah, honestly. Something might have gone down. I don't know. It wouldn't would have never got traced back to me, so I don't know. When you just do something and don't tell anybody, you just <laughs> it's for your own amusement. <laughs> good clean humor. That is good clean humor. One time I snuck downstairs. And I ate a pound of bacon that one of our buddies had been like, like meticulously meticulously cooking, cooking every day, <laughs> adding a little bit more. So because he, he was going to use it all for like one meal or like right. make like a casserole or some bullshit, some nonsense. He had this giant plate of bacon, and I sat down at three o'clock in the four o'clock in the morning and just had an eating challenge with myself. Like I was just went to war with my heart and arteries and ate a, ate the whole plate of bacon. It was probably honestly more than a pound. And he had such a fr- – he was so upset because he he was – he just felt so, like, betrayed that so many guys had worked together to eat all of his bacon in chapter. He's like, he's like, I just don't get it. There had to be at least five five of you in this room and you all know about it and nobody's telling me. And nobody even knew that I did it until I brought it up, like, a year later. It's hard to be accused of something when it's – something so unfathomably <laughs> heinous that one man could actually do. 
and no one could even wrap their head around the mindset you would someone would have to be in to do that at three in the morning yeah dude i was watching that midnight mass show and it just like made me an insomniac for a little bit because i thought that thought that that was totally real i kept looking at strangers at night like thinking that they might be a vampire (laughs) i still do that yeah you wouldn't know like how many times do you think you've sat next to a vampire on a plane what's the ratio of vampires to real people probably high probably higher than most people would think honestly I bet you they're all really weird. Like, if you had now, to put a number but... on it, though. Would you let a vampire bite you if it was, like, the Im- like a Twilight vampire? Like a Christian Stewart what are the, type? What are the benefits? Unlimited power, immortality. <laughs> Live forever. That's a big one. But you, you'd have to suck blood. You don't get old and die. Uh, I don't. If I had to put a number on it, I think maybe two percent of the population is vampires. Oh, I think I'll it depends on the vampire that you become, because like a Morbius type of vampire, I don't know, but like a Twilight type of vampire, like it's it's like a hundred and eighty degree spectrum. Yeah, I don't know. Or like, there's kind of like the weird like pseudo gay vampires from like or like, like or there's there's Dracula pseudo gay. <laughs> Or like Hotel Transylvania. He's a cool vampire. Vampires. He's cool. If if I could bang uh, the daughter from Hotel Transylvania, then I would be a vampire. Wow. <laughs> wow. Do you want to comment on that? That's a that's a cartoon. So <laughs> you're gonna be like in a the... cell with the Rick and Morty guy. Now the now the main character, she, I, she's like his daughter. She's an adult. She's marrying that. Yeah, daughter. but it's a cartoon. That's, that's fair. That's cartoon. <laughs> Fake person. <laughs> Whatever, bro. So, there's a couple cartoons. I Wait, would, I have yeah. it. All right. <laughs> Jasmine from uh, Aladdin was the first one on my list. So America could maintain 50% or more vampire communities of at least 20 vampires and more than twice as many communities of at least 50 vampires. So mm. estimated 5,000 in the U.S. What's the, 5, what's the, the source US. on this? Um, that's Gen a general, good question. I don't usually look at Government census. <laughs> I'm the source. <laughs> I made it up. Dude. It came to me in a dream. It's a website called Spurgeon's Den, Yora's site for sword and sorcery RPGs. Okay, so that, no, sounds, that sounds pretty knowledgeable on the topic. Yeah, no, that's legit. Dude, talk about sword and sorcery. I just saw this new shit. Oh, it's not new. It's new to me. People are doing, like, MMA-style hand-to-hand combat but like with full armor and shields and swords on in arenas i I think that's sick i i was telling you this i know a guy that um did that like pro who's from russia we got i gotta try and get him on here not very well but (laughs) yeah him and his like wife did it it's crazy that is crazy dude I, I was looking it up, and then I saw things. Have you guys ever heard of, of this restaurant called Medieval Times? 
No. Yes. I have been. I have been one. Dude. (laughs) Oh, man. 20 out of 20 recommend. I went on a school field trip, uh, like, in, like, middle school, and it was a Where was it? Where was the closest one? And if you go there as an adult, dude, there's got to be one in somewhere in Western New York. I went to one in, like, Cleveland. But <laughs> but if you go there as an adult, I'm pretty sure you can bet on which night like wins and they fight each other. That's and get sick. hammered. I was there as a kid. Like, don't they have horses and shit? Time. Yeah, it's like a they, full like, they jousting, like crazy. <laughs> it's like dark in there. Where where is that? Is where is this place? Um, it's look a up, chain. If you look at medieval times, but is there one like in New York or what? I have no idea. I like, where so. was the one that you went to? Cleveland, Cleveland, Ohio. I wouldn't ever go there, so. <laughs> Medieval Yeah, times. I was there on an orchestra trip. <laughs> know all about those. Okay, dude, there's one. Two there's one kind of right over the border in Ontario. I'll go there. That might be our closest. <laughs> I, I was. Customs is like, where are you going? <laughs> oh, um. <laughs> Medieval times? He's like, I believe you, but you're not saying it like I should believe. There's, there's one in medieval times, New Jersey, dude. We're like a split. You can't see. We're like a the exact tri, like an equilateral triangle. We're the blue dot, and there's this oh, one yeah. in Pennsylvania, New Jersey, and Ontario. I'll make the trip. Yeah, dude. You know how they always ask you at the border, like, how long do you spend plan on spend, spending in Canada? You're like, well, I don't know, three hours. How long? How long is a dinner? How long is time? medieval times? <laughs> <laughs> how long will it take me to get my tomato soup at medieval times? <laughs> yeah, they give you. Um, so it's like they just bring you like chicken legs, and you just eat them with your hands. Fantastic. That's, That's awesome. Idea. Yeah. But it, it's very, um, it feels very dirty because it like smells like horses and stuff. Yeah, and just, you're like eating dark chicken. You can't see your food because it's pitch yeah. black in the stadium. <laughs> so you're like, like, like grumbling around in your plate, like ripping a piece of chicken off. It's crazy. That's how it was in, in medieval times. That's the thing. <laughs> just dark chicken. <laughs> <laughs> Have you guys ever been to a Renaissance festival? No. I probably won when I was younger. Yeah. Yeah. So I went to one not recently. I was like a junior in high school and I went to one and it was fucking crazy, dude. Like, there's people that go to those and won't break character for anything. Like, it's like you walk into it and it's just like. terrifying schizophrenic nightmare kind of because <laughs> because people like they don't all play by the same rules like there you could have like literally like a dude walking around and he's 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 legolas like he's legolas the whole day and then there's some <laughs> then there's some other guy who's like an actual like mi- middle ages peasant laying on the ground like as <laughs> asking who for is change that guy? and shit when you walk by like he's just like being like how they were and real life and then there's like guys that are like wizards like there's old men that are dressed up as gandalf and it's like like don't you have an entire family <laughs> you're walking around alone what what characters <laughs> would you guys be if we went to those i'm trying to think oh probably someone from shrek 
Yeah, that'd be a good one. <laughs> you just Shrek. You should be Shrek. Your donkey, your donkey for Shrek. Do you think is green face acceptable? <laughs> <laughs> the question is: Is Eddie Murphy as Donkey's voice acceptable for six hours? <laughs> <laughs> we can stay up late. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Someone's like, "Oh my god." <laughs> That that's not cool. What if you ran into an actual Even ogre and you were all that's incredibly racist? <laughs> you were all green faced out, and you walked. You ran into an actual ogre. <laughs> <laughs> and instead of him like being all like mad that you're doing it, he's just like super super sad, like like really offended at, at, at the ogre that you dressed up as, and he's like crying, being comforted by the princess that he's with, because of how racist you were, and you get kicked out. Dude, that would be a fun, a fun fair to do, like, the I am the octopus thing. Like, <laughs> yeah, with the... I, dude, that might, has to be one of my favorite internet videos. Ron, have you ever seen the I am the octopus thing with, what's that dude's name? Eric Andre. Eric Andre. Fucking mm-hmm. Because it's so disturbing. Like, yeah. he has a, he basically has a bunch of, uh, like, uh, I think he midgets, can midget. what, I think yeah, midgets around him that are like connected as tentacles, and he's like the head of the octopus. And whatever <laughs> he says, they repeat. So he's like, "I am the octopus," and they're like, "We are the octopus. We are the octopus." <laughs> and they they go into like a fancy restaurant <laughs> and they're just like hitting people's tables and shit. And there's like got adult men standing up and like yelling. Like, it's crazy. like a crazy scene, <laughs> dude. Dude, so <clears throat> he was fucking Emily Ratajkowski, like. I think he I still saw, is. Dude, that's crazy. <laughs> How on earth does that happen? She's a menace. Yeah, dude, she does kind of just tear through those guys. <laughs> How are you going to be Emily Ratajkowski and hook up with the like the tall like walk into the car shop guy? <laughs> like we're I'm looking to like buy that. a car. They want the talks. I don't trust like that. Yeah, I'm actually... I was shocked and appalled by that. I had to turn my phone off when I saw that picture of him, like, naked laying on her couch. And it, or it's, like, him, <laughs> like... that. Dude, it was on Instagram. Either she posted it or he posted it. It's, like, he's laying on a couch, barely covering his dick, and she's, like, naked in the mirror behind him. And it's, like, it's, like, one of those, like, seek and finds. It's, like, is that... Is that Emily Ronjowski? It is, bro. With Eric Andre. Sinners. Yeah, sinners. Abhorrent behavior. (laughs) They've picked the wrong side in this spiritual civil war. Did you see the Bud Light marketing lady double down on their statement? Yeah, that was crazy. I mean, talk about... How many of those people have you met? You know what I mean? Right. Like, I've had enough. And she's so out of touch by, by, like, doubling down... And making it worse, almost, by being like, Bud Light has historically been the beer of, like, douchebag frat bros, and we don't want to do that anymore. So it's like, I would, I well, would they, rather, they were already angry. <laughs> I would rather have the the 
person that did the ad video for Bud Light be in her position than have that lady be in her position. I think it would be way <laughs> better. <laughs> <laughs> they should put Dylan Mulaney in her position yeah. and fire. <laughs> what if they do that and then Dylan Mulaney just and becomes then- like a hardo, like... He like puts Logan out the most based ad you've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, it's just like out of touch, out of touch marketing. She she sits down and she's just like, we need to move away from the group that actually drinks a shit ton of beer and try to like have a new audience of the people that will have like, you know. Well, it's like, one I beer. don't think she has ever had a Bud Light. They They don't taste good. That is the core root of your marketing <laughs> issue. So your demographic right. is people that are willing to drink large quantities of something that is not good. Because, because it's cheap. <laughs> and it's like, just just stick with what works. I mean, you don't need to reinvent the wheel with a product like that. Because you can mm. have 12 of them and drive home. It's like, what does that guy <laughs> think of this? You know what I mean? Every right. day, 12 Bud Lights at lunch. And then he drives home or back to his... And here's the thing. Here's the thing. You you say that kind of like a joke, but there is a large portion of America that does that. Larger Mm -hmm. than many people think. Yeah. Because it's a a beer for people like that guy who are just like, he's like, have you ever tried an IPA? He's like, eh, like at this point in my life, like I just I don't gotta get crazy. I just stick to what works. Yeah, and and just think about like even from just like a cost standpoint like the guy that's drinking 90 beers every two weeks is not going to be spending more than what he pays for bud light for anything right because then it's like that's like and the and the guy that's even worse the guy that like goes gets paid for the eight hour blue collar shift he worked and spends all of his money at the gas station on gas beer and cigarettes to get home and then does it all again tomorrow. Yeah. He's not going to be that comfortable with the, with your new marketing campaign, ma'am. <laughs> ma'am, he's <laughs> uncomfortable. <laughs> Look at him. He's drinking He's drinking Miller. <laughs> <laughs> they hire us as, like, business consultants. I'm like, look. <laughs> Bring him to, he's like, the 7-Eleven in South Carolina. Look, right. look at what these guys are drinking. <laughs> She's like, this is horrible. This is what we're supporting. Yeah, like, uh, did you, uh, like, Roll Tide Willie to reference? Uh, <coughs> something like that. They had, him, they had him drinking a Bud Light, and he had an absolute freak out. And it's like, well, that's that's your audience, is Roll Tide Willie. And they're mad about it. Like, they're not going <laughs> to. Right. And he's like, you taste like cat piss. And he spikes it against a tree. He's like, that beer is for Auburn fans. <laughs> you know, I saw. A... A video today of a guy going up to a McDonald's drive-thru wearing an E.T. mask and he was just like <laughs> screaming and he was he was just like I'll do whatever I want I'll do whatever I want <laughs> and they were like and they like gave him the food and he like threw it on the ground it was crazy <laughs> and it was like it was like E.T. Chad like I <laughs> I do whatever I want. It's like the Goo Goo Gingo guy. Huge ETS and a hoodie over it. Like You'll do nothing. In like the basket, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
<laughs> I saw <laughs> I saw a tweet once that and I I still think it's one of the funniest ones I've ever seen. It's like I don't know what those kids were thinking, but if myself and my friends had come across ET when we were younger, we would have killed him <laughs> with ha- we would have killed him with hammers. <laughs> <laughs> True though, <laughs> yeah, for real. Would have wasted that little motherfucker, <laughs> right? She would have killed him with hammers, and that would have been that. <laughs> All right, uh, this has been a great episode. Put it together for Claude Claude, Balls. For Pleasure's mine. <laughs> All right, peace.